This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right, you simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call at 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen! Shoots and scars! Nathan McKinnon! Call J.T. Comfer! 877 goes now! Gabriel Landeskog! Collective hugs! 29 and 92! Save me by Grubauer! Move over, Picasso! This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious! <laughs> Welcome into another episode of the live DNVR Avalanche podcast. I'm Nathan Rudolph. With me, as always, is AJ Hayfley. And joining us for a roundtable before the season gets underway is Evan Rowell. I'm close on the name. I still can't. Yeah. Oh, you got it. You got All right. it. All right. We're working on it. We're working on it. Got DNVR right this week so far, so that's good. We figured, you know, we'd get together and, and kind of give our thoughts on the Avs, maybe some of the Central Division, and just kind of what we're looking at for the start of the season. AJ, Evan, you guys ready for actual hockey that matters to happen? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think the players are too. This long little mini training camp they got going on before the season starts. Yeah, they, uh, they, there was, there were some dudes today who were just very like, let's just, go, let's just get to <laughs> yeah. this. All right. Well, before we jump in, we are sponsored by The Green Solution, and you can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. You can check out online and go to your closest TGS Express checkout. Plus, you can receive 20% off your purchase when you use code DNVR20. All right. Let's jump in. Not beat around the bush here. Tomorrow night. 20% off, man. I know. 20% off is dope. (laughs) It's like one of our best I deals. I mean, literally. <laughs> 20% off the dope, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, Going to have to get down on that. <laughs> <laughs> so what else might be dope is if the Avs follow your advice tomorrow night, as you told them to just beat down Calgary. Oh, yeah. Don't let these dudes get into it at all. Yeah. Don't let them sink their teeth into the game. Don't let them start to feel like they're comfortable. Just go in there, kick them in the head, put up three in the first period, and coast the rest of the way. Honestly, the building's going to be rocking. The players are amped up. I don't think I've ever seen Nathan McKinnon this, like, ready to play against somebody. He's got all the energy in the world. He he didn't do anything in the preseason. He took it very, very, very casually in the preseason. And he's finally got his running mate back with him. You know, as much as it's like, oh, Landy needs to play with, with Nate. Like, Mac and Miko have been together for a couple of years now. They need, they're going to stay together. 
They're going to be the the rom-com that that wins them a cup someday. <laughs> it's 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 the going to be the most successful bromance in Abs history. So Are they a rom-com or are they cool guys don't look at explosions type? Nate um, doesn't strike me as a rom-com guy. You know, <laughs> I don't I, They would absolutely look at an explosion. <laughs> Fair. He definitely yeah. would. I could see Miko pretending and then like, and then being like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Nate's ready. He was out there 30 minutes early today right. on the he's, ice all by himself. He's ready to go, dude. And, like, when your best player is, like, chomping at the bit to get at it, it has it has a cascading effect on everybody around you. And I think I just think the team is so, like, the guys who have been here know that they're going to be really good. And so that they're, they're like, can we just get out there and start dominating some teams? And who better than poor Calgary? Who's got to relive the embarrassment that they went through in the postseason last year? Oh, they're gonna come out and they're gonna like what? Be mad? Good for you. There's gonna be like some revenge factor on the line for them. Adorable. Yeah. Is Johnny Gaudreau actually gonna gonna score on a breakaway this time? <laughs> Maybe. But I don't. Maybe. I don't. But I don't know that it's gonna matter that much, man. I think that they're just gonna be too hyped up, and we've seen this team rides that wave of the Pepsi Center really really hard at times like when it gets going and the crowd is crazy loud and they don't have to worry about this being you know like a minnesota or a chicago crowd where those fan bases take a lot of pride in invading the pepsi center this is this is a, yeah. a flames crowd where they're like you'll see smattering of red but especially after what happened in the postseason you're not going to get the loud and proud out there who are you know who are all about it well, they don't have the the big fan base either. Calgary's just yeah. not that big of a city, so not that many people come from there. Sure, they get some out of town fans yeah. and things like that, but the a lot of the Canadian teams outside of the Leafs n- never really travel that well. Yeah, um, maybe Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Like maybe sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure they travel great in like the Northeast. Right, but but here, right, it's very hit or miss with the with yeah. the Habs. But with the Flames, it's like. It's fine. Yeah. It's kind of like with the Oilers. Like you get you get the ones that are here and they all they always come to the games, but they're like it's fine. It's it's not you're not looking at it like, wow, there's a lot of those people here. And so I think Pepsi Center is not gonna have that problem. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a bunch of loud and proud abs fans that are really, really amped up for this season. And I think it gets off to a to a hot start. Even if they give up the first goal two minutes in, I'm not I'm not worried about it. I think I think they stomp tomorrow. Yeah, it would not be surprising if it was very similar to Game 3 in the playoffs where they just right. unloaded McKinnon and Rin and just unloaded in the first period, and it was, it was done Yeah, in 10 minutes. And the well, reason and then and the only Carr reason, got in on it, and yeah. it was just like, all right, well, this is just too ridiculous. And, and the only reason it was even close those last couple of games, he's not even here anymore for the Flames. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah Cam Talbot, gone. good luck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your lucky day. Yeah. I, I do think that crowd will be – Bang in too because it's Kale McCarr's right. first regular season game. Connor Timmins presumably will be in the lineup. Made the team. Yeah. Also, someone who's been hyped a lot. You have Branton back in the fold. It'll be his first time playing an actual hockey game because mm-hmm. he didn't get into any preseason. Three headed monsters back together. Kadri's here. Basically, it's the first real test of every new or returning face that has been kind of rumored all summer long, mm-hmm. and the crowd is going to get behind all of it. And, I mean, there's just so much hype for this team. You know, there's so, you know, the losing Barry but getting Kadri. 
right. should be such a big difference for them just in terms of how they go about being successful. And, you know, Sam Gerrard's going to be out there. You're going to you're gonna have that defense where I feel like they're going to take a big step forward as a group this year. I think it's going to start tomorrow, and I'm – honestly, I <laughs> – I, I can't. I, I don't know that I've ever been this like optimistic going into a season where I just feel like this is a team with such a chance to be special. You're not alone. I mean, if you go on Twitter, it's yeah. everyone's picking them to win the division. A lot of people are picking them to win the cup. Yeah, the bold predictions today. It's not. Yeah, some guy picked him to win the president's trophy, which is a little bit. Yeah, see, I'm shiny rainbows. I'm, I'm no not that optimistic. That. I don't. I don't know that they yeah. win the central and all right. that. But I, I think they're. I think they are perfectly built to be an absolute nightmare in the postseason. Whereas, like, I don't think Nashville is. I don't think Dallas is. I don't. I don't think some of these other teams that you're worried about are built to handle multiple playoff rounds. Multiple styles, uh, matchup, you know, different matchups, different different coaching schemes, and the different things that come in a, in a seven game playoff series. And I think Colorado's built very very nicely for matching up against anybody. For the first time, they've got that nasty mixture of physicality and skill and try hard and grit and uh, offensive ability that just cascades through the lineup. Yeah, and there's a. You get the feeling that a lot of people in that locker room. I heard Eric Johnson on the radio. They they believe they have the best player in the world on their team. And oh yeah. There's a lot of belief in that locker room because of Nathan McKinnon and Sackick talked about him today. How competitive he is, and that all he cares about is winning. And you know we see it at practice every day. He does not. You know he does not accept failure. He yeah. wants everything done right because he has high expectations for everyone, including himself. Yeah, well, I mean, we saw this start to manifest itself a couple years ago when he was shouting at Rennie Bork. And, we all were, and well, <laughs> and it was, and back then, you know, you were kind of like, well, can you can you blame the guy? And now, you know, you look at him; he's a world class player. He's he's driving a world class line, and the only thing he has left to do is lead a world class team. People don't remember number twos, as they say, but. Second in heart voting two years ago. Mm -hmm. Nearly a 100-point player this past season. He's proven it at this point. It's been two years of him being one of the best players. One of the big differences for me is the Avs win the depth battle against a lot of teams this year. Right. You know where where I talk about how I think Nashville is such a regular season monster? Right. Because they can just out-talent teams. Yep. Most nights, they, they walk into... They walk into games against 26, 27 of the teams in the NHL, and they just have a, a talent advantage. And, you know, all through their lineup, all the way, you know, first line to the fourth line, all their pairings, goaltending, doesn't matter. You'll take Nashville almost all the time against in head-to-head. Colorado has that going for them now, where they're trending in the right direction. You know, there's still a lot to prove for a lot of these guys, but you're feeling like, Tyson Jost next to Kadri. That's going to go well. Yeah. You know, if Burkowski's ever going to do it, this is it. Right. This is the situation. This is how he breaks out. You know, Don Scoy and Comfer, th- multiple 30-point players on your third line. Okay, Giggles. Very, and, very so. And, and now you have it built to be one of the, the best, uh, most consistent, and one of the most frustrating to play against fourth lines in the NHL. I Good luck. Yeah. And then the defense. I mean – 
you got Gerard and McCarr on one pairing, and then you have Zadorov and Johnson on another. Like, you have 12 feet of, of little guy and, and pure skill and amazing skating. Then you have 35 feet of monster to deal with. <laughs> it's it's just it's really well balanced through the lineup. And then, you know, even if they roll out Graves and Timmons as a third pairing, you got your big guy and you have your skill guy. You have IQ from, from both players as avenues of success for them. And it's just a lineup that's it's deep and it's talented and the skill sets all fit. You're not looking at the lineup going, man, they really need this or they really need that. They got a little of, of, of everything now. And the one thing that they have a whole lot of is skill. Yeah, and when that Barry trade went down this summer, you know they talked about Makar as his replacement. Mm-hmm. I don't think they planned on Timmons making the team right away. Right, and Sakic talked about that as much today. So that's an even greater influx of talent that they probably just were not expecting to happen. So right, quickly, and and it's gonna get better. Yeah, gonna derail us for a quick second here because of some non-avalanche news, but. Shout out to your fiance AJ and the Jets playing Gabe Bork on the third line today. <laughs> been there. <laughs> We've yeah. been there. Yeah, you remember when Matt Nieto got claimed and immediately got put on Matt Duchesne's wing? Yeah. And you were like, well, he's better than all the other guys. That was rough. Mark Barbario got claimed and immediately got put next to Eric Johnson, and it was like, well, he's better than all the other guys. The Matt, Die- Matt Nieto claim was painful because next to Duchesne, he was about six inches from being a 20-goal scorer. He had, yeah. like, six posts yeah. in ten games. He had multiple um, uh, uh, penalty shots, too. Yeah, and he did his first score. game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's wild. You know, you look at when a team has a problem. Yep. And how they go about, you know, retreads. It's, it's, not, it's, not, how, it's not how Colorado's attacking it this year. You know, their, their depth – is kind of retreads, you know, with a Nichushkin, but yeah. also a Kamenev. But then Connor Timmons makes the team. Kevin Connaughton goes to the AHL. Barbario in the press box. Right. You know, they had an opportunity to go that route, and they were like, well, Timmons our, our is kids just, just too jab. good. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's, that's a big difference with the Avs in the last couple of years is that kids have just won jobs. That It's nice to finally see. Yeah. The kids not only playing well enough to win jobs, but a little bit of moving away from that vet reliance. And, yeah. you know, I'd, some of it is the change in culture, of course, with Patrick Waugh. He was always very aggressive in the offseason about going out and getting those guys with experience and, and believing to make a push for the playoffs. Bednar has taken a little bit differently. Yes, he's leaned on the Matt Calverts and Matt Nietos of the world, but he showed he wasn't afraid to play Makar in the yeah. playoffs. He was not afraid to have Timmons make this team. I still think it could be better. Sure. but I mean, Shane Bowers will be here in two months. Right, exactly. <laughs> but steps in a direction that we've wanted to see for a yeah. long time. Yeah, definitely. The and, and really, it's just the last step. The last area of development that they, as an organization, haven't like consistently done is dropping a guy in the AHL for a year or two and get, turning him into a quality NHL player. You know they've they've developed a lot in the NHL, and we're going to see that with again with Timmins. Um, they haven't, you know, Comfort and Rantanen are kind of like their only like AHL sort of success stories, but they're going to have an opportunity to really capitalize on that. Moving forward with guys, you know, you know, Bowers and Cout, you know, maybe maybe AJ Greer gets another opportunity. 
you know, there's there's still a lot more depth to this group than there was last year. Because you remember last year, it was like they got to Sheldon Dries and Gabe Bork and yeah, the blink of an eye got rough quick. And you're like, oh, what <laughs> happened here? You know, they they were into the Anton Lindholms and Mark Alts got got call ups and played NHL games, and you're just like. If that if that happens this year, something has like seriously gone wrong. I said the team got the plague at that point. I think Shane Bowers might secretly be Jared Bednar's son. <laughs> Just the way that he talks about him is, I have never seen Bednar right. glow the way he talks about him. And even yesterday, he brought him up unsolicited. He's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I have to talk about Shane Bowers. He was so good. And it's just like, wow. When he was. Yeah. Like, we watched him in those games, and it was like, okay this kid's for real yeah, yeah like we knew we knew that there would be polish we expected a good two-way player but this dude just rolled in he starts dropping assists he's out playing fools and you're just like okay well it's not gonna be long until this guy's uh, actually here and you're right like we don't hear bedner drop effusive praise on players like that especially unsolicited yeah shane bednar he's just, <laughs> he's, just he's just like love you <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> right. Well, like he's sending candy grams to, Love- to Loveland. <laughs> All right. I can drink to the idea that Shane Bowers is Bednar's long-lost son. So <laughs> as I Vanna White this Breck lager for you here and take a little sip. <laughs> Breck Brew is the official oh. beer of DNVR. It is actually turning 29 this year, coming up on October 5th. They're having a big old party. They're calling it the Hoot Nanny where they're going to have an all-day event. They'll have their Breck beers there. They'll have multiple live stages. AJ's new favorite band, the Disco Biscuits, are heading the event. <laughs> Can't wait to check that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, It's, it's going to be amazing. It's basically just a, a big party to celebrate Breck Brews. And if you want to find out more on the event, you can go to breckbrew.com slash hootnanny. I highly recommend you check it out. Or if you can't check that out, be sure to check out the Breck event calendar over on DNVR vdnvr.com we have all of our events planned on there we'll have breck brews at those too come out have a good time watch some hockey watch some basketball whatever it is we'll be there having a good time all right back into the abs we've talked about game one with calgary we've also talked about the abs wanting to get off to a hot start here on this four game homestand Mm -hmm. What do they need to do? Where are you looking at with a weaker Minnesota team? Bludgeon them to death. Just crush? Yeah. Fair. It needs, seen... it needs to be seven past Dubnik again. Someone on NHL radio predicted they were going to be in the finals today. Yeah. And even the radio hosts were like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's That feels that's, aggressive. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's taking your green solution order too far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Technical. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfect. See? It knows that it's too far, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's, it's sentience is growing. With Minnesota, is there any concerns about the, the grittiness, the, the bullies they tried to be in the preseason? Is that just going to be amped up more? Uh, I mean, probably. That's, that's who they want to be. That's yeah. their identity this year is that they're going to be – I don't know what that is. It's <laughs> freaking me out, though. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux on the line. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he wants to call in yeah. and defend and defend Marcus Felino taking cheap he's shots got, at Connor Kinnan's after say. goals get scored. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's that's their identity, man. That's who they want to be. That's who they think that they're going to have to be to be successful. They're going to have to muck it up. They're going to I think they're going to they're going to be kind of Edmonton Oilers-ish of the last few years just without Connor McDavid. So bad. Yeah, I'd really like I think they're okay. Like their talent level is is all right. You look down their lineup and you're like, oh, there's some, you know, like Kevin Fiala's all right. Like, Zach Parise is still a good player. Their defense, I think, is really so yeah, is really solid. Their top four is going to win them some games. Is Dumba's, right. If Dumba's healthy, they they have a good defense. Like Dumba is their electric talent yeah. that will will absolutely put them over the top in a couple of games because he can just do things other guys can't. But I, he's not such a special talent that he's going to make them. A consistent threat to to deeper teams, and and it's not young talent either. It, Dumba no. is one of the basically the only solid young guy you have. Yeah, you have Fiala in that, but he's not really in the true yeah, I mean, solid like top a, six. He's guy. like a 40, 50 right. point guy. Yeah. Like, like he's a solid like second line guy. You're not talking about this guy as like a game breaker. Exactly, you know? that's their entire team. Solid right. so, second, well, third line. Well, yeah. and that's that's why that's why I don't think they're going to be like a sixty point team. I think they're like an eighty eighty five point team because you know they're they do have quality players throughout their lineup. They're just good enough not to be bad. Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're good enough to to stay close enough to the race that they probably do something irresponsible at the deadline, and then because you know they always do, and then. Eventually fall out of it because they just. Can't, I don't think they have the horses to keep up yeah. with the central this year. Parise's always struggled to be healthy as one of their top yeah. forwards. You have Suter still coming off of like nearly career-ending injury. I mean, they're 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 playing that guy thirty minutes in yeah, preseason right. games. It's insane. Like, <laughs> and then the, have, at some point that guy that that horse is going to break down. Yeah, right. It's just it's inevitable. Yeah. And they have what seven more years on that deal left? Something like that, man. Yeah. It's it's really crazy. It's Bobby Bonilla is like <laughs> looking at those deals. Like, you, guys got, you guys got pretty solid contracts there. <laughs> Who's your agent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that you know Saturday you have to do the same thing. You don't let those guys ever. Don't even let them in the game. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't give them the illusion that they belong on the same ice with, as you. You know, because Colorado has, like, beat them up in Denver the last couple yeah. of years. And then they've gone to Minnesota and held their own. And this is going to be a deeper team, and I think it's going to be a team that it gets made very clear to. You don't lose to them right. in Denver. Like, you, it's not okay. You know, Calgary comes in and beats you, you get over that. You know, eh, yeah. pick, pick a random team. Sure. They, they they come into Denver and they beat you and you're like, look, sports happen. Yeah, you don't lose to Minnesota and Denver. You just Fair. don't do it. Yeah, and even if they get off to a hot start, which you know I expect them to start two and zero. Bednar has four days to bring them back down. Yeah. work on whatever he needs to feel right. they need to yep. work on. The they have like play. a little mini training camp next week. Yeah, and then two more games. So I mean, the schedule it's kind of annoying, but in a way, is you know well, Bednar probably likes it. Their first, I think, their first ten games are all against quality opponents, teams teams that were not like bottom of the barrel, yeah. you know, because they've got they get Boston and then Arizona, and like that's a tough, that's a those you know, are two for a, real games, yeah, yeah for a, for a home you know for a four game homestand to start the season like there's no there's no gimme there, 
And then you go on the road, you know, you're going to Washington, to Pittsburgh, to Florida, to Tampa Bay, to St. Louis, and to Vegas. Yeah. Like, those are all, I just rattled off, like, like four of those barns are the toughest barns in the NHL to, to pick up wins. If you go 500 on that road trip, is that good enough? Hell yeah. If you, if they, I would take three and three today yeah. on that road trip. You know, they could go three and three. I'm good. I'm good with that. Just don't lose seven nothing to right. Tampa don't Bay. Don't get bombed. <laughs> don't do that again. Don't lose one nothing with a goal taken away either. Would be nice. I mean, but. that was at least an entertaining game. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, that for a one nothing game, that game had a it lot. It was wild, in it. yeah. Uh, but the really get off to the strong start. Set the tone early that, especially at home, that, you know, the, you're going to walk into Pepsi Center this year, you're going to have a different animal. Because we saw two years ago, they were a very good home team. And last year, they were a very blah home team until the very end. Yep. In the last, like, 10 to 15 games when they turned into a buzzsaw that continued through the postseason. They were hard to beat in Denver for, you know, in both of those series. They really were. I think they lost just one game in Denver in between both series. Yeah. Because I know they took the two right. in Calgary, and then I think they lost game three. Yeah, they lost one Jose. of the first two against the Sharks. And then yep. they took four, and then they took, they took six. six. Yep. So, you know, that's what they have to do. That's their identity is the, the Pepsi Center needs to become a house of horrors for the rest of the NHL. Absolutely. Hashtag Miko versus Wico. Against Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's only room for one Miko in the that's, NHL. Yeah, it's time for Wiko Koivu to go. <laughs> He's the fake Finn at this point. We're over it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Finns in the league now. Right. It was kind of Miko was, Koivu was one of the early comeovers for them yeah. before their real golden age and stuff. Right. So He was like a, a, a glimpse of what was to come. Yeah, right. <laughs> You did also mention the power play. Yeah. I know I know In we've jest, talked about yes. it so much, but hey, look. Game six, all we really have to go off is is a fan video from, from the stands and three seconds of highlights from the Avs. But they scored a power play goal. The top unit. Yeah. Nazem Kadri from the middle. It's gotta at least assuage a little bit of the concern. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And knowing that Rantanen is coming back, yeah, and that they will be willing to pass to the player on that side of the ice now, you know, that's it's very helpful for sure. Helps to use five instead of four. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> like they had Andre Burakovsky and JT Comfer there at different times, where it was like, we just not even. This is this it's is an not, upgrade. This is not Miko <laughs> Rantanen. <laughs> yeah, you could see Kadri at practice yesterday going, whoa, yeah, <laughs> this is a little different. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, when you really are like built like a moose and you can play like that, I mean it's a it's a different different animal entirely going against that dude. Can we talk about this big moose nickname? Because I kinda love it. I don't Just, know when it happened. Yeah, me either. Sounds like it's been around for a while and yeah. now we all know. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> like I've I've never in the locker room never heard him get called that before. Yeah, I haven't heard yeah, it either. I had no. not heard it once before. Now you got the coach calling him in the presser, the big moose. Right. It's like, oh, it's right. great to have the big moose back on the ice. You're like, Ooh, all right. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. I mean, you turn on an abs game, it's now Animal Planet. I don't mind the fact that it, in a slightly sideways kind of way, belittles Mark Messier, too. Because he was the moose, and Miko's the big moose. <laughs> 
I mean, he's like 6'5", like 230, dude. Like, uh, yeah, right. He's, he's like gigantic human being. <laughs> yeah. yeah like he hasn't stopped growing. It yeah, doesn't seem right. like he's ever going to stop growing. You you wonder, man, like is this is he going to be Andre the Giant when his career is finished? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to show up in camp next year and it's just like seven feet tall. <laughs> there you go. The door, I was looking up at him like, on, I'm not hitting that guy anymore. <laughs> No more, right. no more corners right, with I'll, you. I'll pay for lunch, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm still not sold at all on on the systemic setup with the defenseman of the power play. Kale has a lot to prove there. Yeah, it's yeah. McCarr's got a. He's gonna have to figure it out because with Barry, you know, with the way that he had figured out how to get the shot through and the quality right. of it, you know, it was a guy who scored four. He was good for 14 a year. Exactly. Like, set and forget. Just put that guy in for 14 goals a year. And that's a lot of goals from a defenseman, from one guy. That's You know, you're going to have to figure out where to replace that because that element on the power play is gone. That's not what Kale McCart does. It's not who he is. It's not his identity. He's going to have to develop that part of his game. And he's also going to have to figure out his own way of being successful. It's not to make him Tyson Berry. It's to make him kill McCarr, the best, well, most well-rounded version that they can. Well, the hope for now is that McCarr has so much creativity that he maybe breaks away from the system and that it kind of opens things up on the power play, maybe a little bit more movement. Um, they might take that away from him with the way that the system is set up, but you know we might see a little bit of that. Or we saw a little bit of it in preseason. He's not afraid to just walk in. Uh, and he go end to end. He tried to do that a couple times in preseason too. So um, he's definitely got big shoes to fill. As much as we think Makar is going to be a superstar, you know Tyson Berry was very very good for a long time. Yeah. So it's not just some he's coming in to replace anybody. I mean, if Makar gives you fifty nine points, Tyson Berry numbers are the Avs just winning the cup this year? I mean, they're yeah. winning the division, probably. Right. Like you're, you know, the playoffs are different beast. I know. You're, I know. you're probably winning the Central if he come, if he comes in and has the best rookie year by a defenseman in like 50 years. Yeah, yeah. Like he'll have a good, good week in Vegas if, at the end of the year. If he has 50, <laughs> if he has a 59 point rookie season and doesn't win the Calder, I will. They're, they're scoring a hundred or something. Yeah. When those ballots get released, I will talk to my fellow PHWA members behind closed doors. Yeah, burn it down, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of Molotov cocktails involved in that because <laughs> I mean, it's unprecedented. Yes, like, officer, this podcast right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he scores 59 points, then he's a freak of nature because he's never come close to playing that a full season. Yeah, like this before. So. I mean, we're f- I'm fully expecting the rookie wall at some yeah. point, and then he'll hit that second wind like late March, early April, where he's like, "Oh, I've been exhausted for six weeks now. I know, I know, I understand how to do this now." Yeah, and then okay, great, you're exhausted and you hurt all the time, and now you just have to go out and be an NHL player on top of that. Welcome to getting old. <laughs> yeah, I I wish I was still young enough to to rebound to like rubber which is a a good segue into talking about the Denver Rubber Company, which we're super excited to tell you guys about. I I know. I'm like the second youngest person in this room, but I remember what it was like to be younger than this. So, But we don't. (laughs) Denver Rubber Company may not be what you think it is. 
Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects since 1972. Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. DRC offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries, including aerospace, pharmaceutical, construction, medical, military, electronics, and so much more. An ISO-certified company that will work with you from design to final product that is both effective and will meet your requirements. If you're in need of custom design, material selection for your project, or have a deadline to make for a large order, do not hesitate to call Denver Rubber Company. Call them today at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them online at drcfirst.com slash dnvr and tell them who sent you. <laughs> the wah bobble. Yeah, the wah one's definitely more bobbly. <laughs> yeah, the bork one. It's pretty on there pretty tight. Yeah. Well, I, I guess maybe waiting 22 years to get your cup gets to your tight neck or something. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. 22 years, man. Yeah. That's that is a lot of NHL games. But. <laughs> it is, first of all, is Gary Thorne the greatest hockey announcer ever, and is that the best call in the history of the NHL? It's definitely the best call. Yeah. I don't think it's even close. I don't I don't think so either. I mean, obviously, we're all sitting here super biased. Yeah, well, I mean, I... Yeah, I, that Korea one when he came back was that was, good but too. also Gary Thorne. I know he couldn't pronounce half the names in the league, yeah. but he was good. He was he was awesome. And every time I watch a Baltimore Orioles game now, I know I'm, I'm like, I just feel sad that he's not doing <laughs> hockey anymore. I'm like, dude, stop, stop protecting Manny Machado from being <laughs> a man baby, and like come back to us, right? <laughs> Please, hockey night on ESPN two with the cool graphics oh, and the God. squiggly letters and the deuce. Uh, <laughs> come back. Oh, there's been so ESPN. Then he had Fox with Fox tracks. Back when NBCSN was, we don't versus the glow puck. Yeah, well, they had it back sort of for the All Star game. But Yo, I love the glow puck. Look, it's casual fans. Appreciate it. Diehards absolutely hate it. I that makes it perfect. I didn't care. It made <laughs> way more sense when HD wasn't a thing. It'd probably look a lot cooler now. <laughs> I mean, did you Add ever go back and it? looked at the old graphics? Yeah. Like, the robots fighting between the comeback from the <laughs> yeah. commercial? Should I guess they, they still bring do it back for when we stream these games illegally on Reddit? <laughs> Just Absolutely. For a weeks. Someone should code something for their illegal stream to to track the puck. Like, like a Google Chrome extension. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Yes>. Pucktracker.exe. <laughs> Every time I shot, pew, pew. <laughs> oh man, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Assemble the nerds, Rudo. No, oh, this would be this would be the most annoying thing. Because you'd be like, oh, I can't wait for this. And you would get two minutes into the game, and you'd be like, I am uninstalling. Yeah, this is awful. <laughs> this was a great idea for fun. I appreciate that somebody did this, but wow, throw this in the trash. And you know it would barely work. Like, it would be right. tracking people in the stands. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> If there was like like a like the little like the little graphics like it, and it catches people in the stands yeah. like moving around, well, <laughs> be like a bad three miles per hour, it's, it's right? <laughs> and it's got the and it's got the uh, the the speed the, yeah. the speedometer on it and where it's because you know the when you used to shoot the puck it would be like ninety one miles an hour. Yep. 
Just I could catch guy. somebody in the crowd, just like throwing popcorn for like seven miles an hour. It's a guy on fire that's standing up, walking to the bathroom. <laughs> well, it'd be perfect for games in Calgary because they do their Sea of Red thing. But oh, there's yeah. always one guy who wears a Where's Waldo outfit in the crowd. And so, you'd like, if you watch the crowd shots while the game's playing, you, mm-hmm. pl- you play Find Where's Waldo. And See, <laughs> that would be an awesome extension. <laughs> Finds it for you. And yeah, exactly. Puts it on blast. Yeah, right. That's what one of my clips last year, one of my most viewed ones, is like, found Waldo at the Calgary game. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough horseplay. Avs. We talked about Makar. I mean, this is a Broncos town. It is a Bronco. <laughs> well, is it right now, though? I mean, I mean, there's a lot of Broncos people at Avs practice today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was it was pretty interesting to see the a lot of them come over, and then when when somebody brings it up, they're like, "No, oh, I love when people get sensitive about that." Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> we think it's funny too. <laughs> nice to see you." Yeah. Hey, if they're showing up, I'll take it. Hey, it only means good things right. are happening. Exactly. Yeah. It's not. They're not showing up just because the Broncos are bad. They're showing up because the Avs are supposed to be legit. Yeah. So I imagine we'll see a lot more of them this year. I do want to get into some predictions a little bit. Uh, player predictions. Oh, God. We did Kale McCarr, you and I, a month or two ago. Yeah. I want to revisit those, and I want to get Evan's take on the point totals. Uh, well, part of it, I draft him in fantasy, so I may be a little biased here. <laughs> um, I do think he's going to end up with about 49 points. That's my prediction. That's good. That's uh, just being on the power play, it's it should be relatively easy points being Highest picked up there. Highest since Tyler Myers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Elite company. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's gonna be rich someday. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's the highest rookie total since 1991. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm not sure anyone's walked into as good a situation as he's walking into. Right. So. It's true. Getting getting plum PP one minutes with Nathan McKinnon and you're going to get a few secondary assists there, aren't you? Yeah. Nazem Kadri, who they're they've made a concerted effort to work through Kadri. They really well. have pushed it into the middle a lot and more. That's the big change from last year. Where yeah. That guy, the the Colin Wilson, JT Comfer, Tyson Jost body. Yeah. Like you could just interchangeable sweater right. didn't really matter. They would touch it maybe like twice a power play for 0. .5 seconds right. and that and, was it. And yeah. like their whole point was like if you get the puck pass it right back to the guy who gave it to you. Yeah. And that is it. <laughs> yeah. Kadri's not messing with that. No. Nope. If he gets the puck and he thinks that he can shoot it he's doing it immediately. And he's already made up his mind. Yep. There's no like oh, I'm going to hold it and I'm going to oh, oh, I want to <laughs> shoot it. No. And he just he knows. If it's coming his way he knows what he's doing with it already. And it's a huge difference. In, in how they play through that guy. Yeah, so sure. with Makar, I think a lot of, you know, it's going to be a lot of cheap secondary assists where he just throws it down to McKinnon, who just throws it in the middle, and he just fires it on net. And you're like, well, oh. still counts. <laughs> I mean, not taking it away. Tyson Berry had 25 uh, power play points last year where you go back and you watch him, and a handful of them are him just laying it off where you're like, well, he – Literally any player in the NHL could have done this. Yeah. He passed it to McKinnon, who sent the seam pass to Ranton, who one time did right. it in, like, and it's like, well. Those two guys make the great play, and he makes the easy one and gets the point for it, and you're like, Yahtzee. Yep. You just know offensive zone power play. They're putting McKinnon out there. They're putting McCarr out there. He's going to get some pretty yeah. prime minutes in his rookie year. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 49 points, and I would not be surprised if it's higher. I would be surprised if it's higher. I'll tell you that. Yeah, 
I've kind of got like 45 picked out as like where I yeah. think I would draw the ceiling. I I, I like the number 43 just because I like the number 43. You and Kedrick but both. <laughs> I, had him, uh, I had him pegged as 10 goals, 30 assists. Okay. Is where I like that doesn't goals. yeah that doesn't equal forty three well, <laughs> yeah roughly <laughs> ten goals and thirty assists to break the forty point mark and then if he scores more goals Boy. great but <laughs> ten goals man PP one baby yeah. well. he'll get five goals that are deflected by Landeskog and they just score wrong so <laughs> they okay I could understand that <laughs> I'm done so forty five from you. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's fine. All right. On the flip side, let's go Miko Rantanen. We've talked about McKinnon. I think we all agree 100 points is the reality. Rantanen. I mean, I think, I think McKinnon's going to be like 110 this year. Yeah, just insane. Yeah. I think this is the year he puts, you know, two years ago it was dominance at home. Yeah. Where he averaged like 2.8 points per game in Pepsi Center. Yep. And then was like very very average on the road and then last year he put it together in on both and i think this is the year where he takes that to another level and puts it all together and and removes the third game in a row without without a point you know and it's you know he doesn't go more than two games without scoring like all season and that's 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 where he picks up the 10 points right is because he, he's gonna have those four point nights, but it's about right, it's like, about avoiding the zero exactly. And I think that's where that night in night in night in and night out consistency I think is the next step for him, where it's like oh you know because we saw maybe ten games last year where we were like boy McKinnon has just been okay tonight. I think those ten games disappear. Yeah, and because he's just he's just in a different mindset. He's just on a different plane of existence right now yeah when you watch him and you talk to him and you know we saw it this morning the intensity and everything that he's doing mm-hmm. when it comes to signing autographs to playing hockey he means business yeah he's, he's he's extremely locked in on winning that's what he cares about and i think that'll manifest itself in positive ways because he's not the kind of guy that gets really stuck in his own head and, you know, doesn't kind of have that, you know, like we used to see with Duchesne, it, it was a bad thing. He would get yeah. in his head. He needed to relax. Way deep in there. And, yeah. and we see with Tyson Jost at times, same kind of problem. You know, there's a certain uh, line emotionally where it, it gets to be a bad thing. I think with McKinnon, it, that line isn't there in the same way that it was for those other guys. And I think that he's just, He's just wired to see ball, chase ball. You know, like he's he's wired. Okay, see cup, win cup, race cup. And he's he's the taunt Sidney Crosby all summer. He's the fastest dog in the yard too. Yeah, so. straight up. Yeah. So you know he's he's gonna turn himself into the alpha of the pack, like the alpha of the alphas. Now that he has joined the alphas, yeah. You know, instead of being like, oh, I have the skill to be in there, he's now one of them. And now this is the year where I think he's just gonna he's just gonna brute force his way through and be like, I'm the man, sorry. And like a fifty goal season I don't think is out of I don't think is is out of the realm of possibility. And Miko's just gonna leech points off of that. 
I mean, they're 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 a duo. I mean, they yeah. basically work in tandem, and um, I do not think it would be a surprise if Miko gets off to a slow start. As good as he looks in practice, you know, there's no substitute for playing a couple preseason mm-hmm. games and getting back up to shape. Um, and I mean, he might be on adrenaline right now just from running across the country and getting back with his teammates. So um, I do think he gets off to a slow start, but. You know, I think he's going to end up around the same 85, 86 points next year or this year. I mean, he was on close to 95-point pace if he stayed healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where he is this year is 90 to 95. Yeah. I. You know, I'm actually not that worried about him getting off to a slow start because they play Calgary night one. And he just murdered that team in the playoffs while playing hurt. Yeah. Well, so, once he understood, like – yeah. Okay, your best defenseman, absolutely, like Mark Giordano, absolutely cannot handle me. Yep. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> like, once once that light bulb went on in his head, it was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm pretty good. <laughs> right, like, I guess I'm Godzilla and he's Tokyo. <laughs> and that's what that series looked like. like and then he, was, he scored two points a night for the rest of the series. Right. He just, he just, it, it just dawned on him. Like, okay, well, I'm gonna completely trash these fools. Yep. And all that defense did was get a year older. <laughs> True. Yeah. They did. They go out. They didn't really get anyone on their defensive core, did they? They brought Stone back, I guess. But I think that's about After it. Playing him out. Yeah. And then I think Valamaki is hurt. Yeah. He's always hurt. Yeah. Well, sorry, not sorry, Calgary. <laughs> yeah, Flames fan, don't listen to this. <laughs> All right. What other predictions do you do you want us to revisit? Let's see. I'd like to get a, a an Avs point total standings wise. I know we already talked about this. I still feel about the same ninety seven to one hundred and three ish area. Evan, I was thinking ninety nine. Right so right in there. the right in the yeah. same area. They're a hundred point team, which is, in my opinion, at least good enough for you know second, third in the central. It, boy, you never know with this division. Right, man. you you never really know because we we thought the division oh so good last and year, and then it was not, and then it was just like okay, right. and then the second half of the year it was like oh they're all good again, <laughs> and everybody went on extended yeah. runs where it was like oh man. It, they're like three weeks from the end of the season. It was like Chicago, St. Louis, and Colorado are yeah. all like within three points of the last wild card. Right, and Dallas somewhere in there too. Yeah, where it was like, oh, they're going to comfortably be a playoff team, but like, which seat are they going to be? Right. And you know, just wild. Yeah, yeah. It was it was intense down the stretch, but I I do think that high nineties is yeah. is fair. And if Grubauer and Frankie are legit. You know, hundred and five. That's a lot of points. That's that's. I mean, <laughs> that's if that's if both guys are like yeah. locked in and have like good years all basically all year. Yeah, there's no two month dip that they can afford. I I see second in the division happening and uh, home ice for the opening round. I think ninety nine points is really. I think Nashville is the only team that I would realistically say is. I say definitively better than them right now. Yeah, they're the only team that I feel comfortable is better for the regular season stretch than Colorado. Yeah. I don't really buy into the Dallas hype. 
I think they're a good team. I don't think they're division winning I, team. I still wonder about the depth with Dallas. I think for they're sure. their system hides a lot of. I feel like they're ninety if Ben and Sagan don't find another level, and I think they're ninety five to ninety eight ish if those guys if that turns if that re reverts back to being an elite top line. Dallas is famous for scoring ninety five standings points and missing the playoffs with it. They've done it like six times this decade if you go back and look. It's crazy. I think they're right in that area. Yeah. I think that would get them in because I think Winnipeg is going to take a big too, step back. But well, and I think I think Winnipeg is in for like like the people who are talking about Winnipeg where they're just like, oh, they could be this, they could be that. And I'm like. I mean, I think there was a conversation there until Buff just decided he was Audi. Well, then why did he decide that? Yeah. You know, he lost all the other pieces. <laughs> well, there's there's clearly a disconnect in that locker room that has continued. I mean, look at look at what Mike, Mark Scheifele was saying during the preseason about, you know, all oh, the young guys are all soft, and you've already got like a divide in that room between yep. the old guard and the new guard. Yeah, and you've got, you know, Mark Scheifele kind of in the middle, but very clearly siding with the old guard <laughs> right. there because he's like, no, you guys are a bunch of marshmallows, and you're like. <laughs> Dude, yeah, those are your like, teammates. Right, like, is that, is that the best way to get those guys to the next level? And I just, I don't know that it is. I, you know, Patrick Line is going to show up and be like, I'll show you a marshmallow, <laughs> buddy. You know, like, he's going to go all crazy caveman on him. And I just, I think that there's such high potential for a locker room implosion there that I can't pick Winnipeg for anything. I think Chicago finished ahead of Winnipeg. I the, Chicago's the only team I have no feel for. Yeah. Where I'm like I they if that defense like gels and comes together and is fine and they figure out hey this is a very slow defense with very little puck moving ability but that's fine just stand there and block shots like maybe they can they can make something happen especially if all the chances they've taken on Perlini and Strom and the other Nylander, like if all of those work out, if all of those pan out, they could be so filthy. But then you're asking, I mean, you're asking five guys a to lot be. A lot of yeah, moving pieces there, yeah. It's, it's, you know, Colorado's asking like Jostin Burakovsky to take steps about forward. two guys, yeah. Right, and and now you're you're saying, okay, well, Chicago needs Three, half, four, half of their five, top yeah. six. And they need about half of their forward or their decor, just half of it, to to be to either play a style that they aren't comfortable playing, or be effective in ways that they have not shown they can be in their careers. Right. And you know, with Crawford and Leonard, it's easy to buy into the upside there. Oh, well, Crawford's been pretty good in his career. Leonard's coming off an amazing season, but you know, all factors considered, that was a terrible defensive Chicago team last year. And they got older and they got slower. And in a game that is being built more and more around speed and and transition, why in the world you would build that way? I don't understand. And that's, I think they're stylistically at odds with the era. And that's why I'm just like, hey, if it works... They're going to look genius yep. because they're going to be like, oh, well, this is how we stop all these teams that want to go, 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 go. Right. You know, but it, how many teams can pull that off? You know, and I'm when it when it doesn't work, because I don't think it will. You're going to be you're going to be looking at Stan Bowman like, 
you built three cup winners. Little trust there, yeah. Yeah, like that. It's gonna it's gonna have the John Elway effect. It's gonna start to fade. Yeah. You know, you get a couple years from that championship. All right, now you've missed the postseason a couple times. <laughs> yeah. You going out and you've traded top picks. Like, all of their first-round picks from the last, like, eight or nine years ended up getting dealt somewhere. Right. And they've some of them have been good elsewhere. You know, look at Tara Vinen. Yeah. Blowing up. Right. And, you know, Yoki Haru in, in Buffalo, you know, got Certainly sent, will be got an NHLer in the future. Yeah. Right. Like, we all believe is going to be some man, you know, level of productive. I just think that's a team that does not have a real identity and – their front office is totally at odds with we have Kane and we have Taze, and that means we have to keep trying to win. Right. And trying to win and trying to win. I mean, when you take Kirby Doc instead of Bowen Byram yeah. and like lock up your defense and be like, okay, we've used all these picks on our defense. Don't have to worry about right, it. Right. We are now done with this for the next several years. They take a forward who doesn't give them anything they didn't already have. You know, they've already got a big-bodied, poor-skating center in in Strom, where you're just hoping that the playmaking is high enough level. You know, and, if hey, if, if that turns out, then you just use the fourth or third overall pick on your third C. Yeah. Like, well. It's an organization that I just feel kind of like Arizona. There's no cogent plan here. There's not something that I feel like you're trying, you're doing all this work to make the postseason Okay, great. Now you're in the postseason and you're going into Nashville. You're coming into Colorado. You know, you're you're going into Vegas or San Jose. Good teams. Are you are you seriously thinking that making the postseason is worth like getting just stomped out by those teams? Well, they like a full building, so they might think that. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna... that's great and all, but like <laughs> I just those are just teams where I'm just like I just don't see the power it comes together. Yeah. yeah. And you know, in St. Louis I have no idea how to feel about. I picked them to miss the playoffs last year. They should have. I still don't think they're very good. They're now a year older. Unless Justin Justin Falk like doesn't push the yeah. anything that they like desperately needed. Right. It's like more of the same. It's still not a star forward. It's still way too reliant on a question mark of Bennington. Well, and like you're burying him. Yeah. Because you've got Petrangelo and Pareko. Right. And so, okay, now maybe that guy has to play on his offside. And sometimes guys can do that. Like we've seen plenty of times guys on defense can play on the on that offside. But if they can't, they've been very bad. And if he can't do it, yeah, you just gave that it's dude all the money right. and a huge contract, and Petrangelo is an expiring deal now, and it's like, I, you know, for me, man, I just don't. Ryan O'Reilly had a career year. Does that it happen took a again? Lot. Like Jordan Bennington, like we we talked about Chicago needing a lot of things to go right with a lot of guys. St. Louis had it had exactly that happen happened, for them, yeah. and trying to get that to happen twice. Is like fire in a bar, <laughs> lightning in a bottle, right? Kind of thing, it's, yeah, dude. It's it's a really tall. That's ask. why all these teams, you know, they just want to get in. That's why Chicago is just taking this chance because they see what St. Louis yeah. did and they just got in and got hot. Well, and you see, you know, they had the wild card chaos squad last year. Yeah. We also we also understand like last year was anomalous in NHL history. Yeah. Very like you can't look at that and be like, 
this gives us hope that something that's never happened before is going to happen again. Like, don't be stupid. All right. Well, you're really not selling anyone on the Central Division. <laughs> well, well, I mean, really, when I say don't be stupid, I'm talking to John Jacob. <laughs> let's let's wrap up the the Central Division talk here. I, I think we're coming to an end of this live podcast. Just final thoughts on the preseason. The Avs play tomorrow. The NHL season starts tonight. <sighs> the preseason is so irrelevant. Whatever you think you've learned from it, it means you nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's irrelevant. Gabe Bork on a third line is a great example of that. We know who that dude is as an, as an NHLer, and there's an NHL head coach out there who's like, played well in the preseason. Yep. Let's give that guy a job. <laughs> yeah, and if Natushkin plays over Wilson, it just shows a little bit more. So Right. Like We don't even know. You know, and well, and then, of course, you have like a Connor Timmons where you're like, you played great. Yeah. Well, once it hits the bright, bright lights, you never know. All right. Things happen in NHL games, you yeah. know, where you just never really know. Uh, I'm excited to get it going, though, because games with actual implications. Yeah. The last week going in the locker room has been like, uh, let's. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's hop to it here. Yeah. And well, and guys are like, yep, we're excited. Yep. We're still excited. Yeah. Yep. We have a good team. Yeah. So we're excited. Cool. What else are we excited about? Tell is it, us. Is it game-changing coffee? <laughs> it is game-changing coffee. StravaCraft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, so check them out. The CBD-infused coffee is taking away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. You name it, it's done it. CBD is all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to all of you viewers out there. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully you can check it out for yourself today and receive 20 percent off when you use code dnvr20 at checkout and you can get it shipped straight to your door that's going to do it for another live show from us it will be up in all of the regular places on periscope where you're watching now there'll be a copy up on youtube we'll have the usual pod up sometime tonight so keep an eye out have a listen if you want to hear it back we appreciate all of you and you will hear from us again tomorrow before game one